Hey, what's going on? Welcome to 15 Minutes with Dad, your go-to destination for all things fatherhood. I'm your host, Lyric Williams, here to guide you through our incredible lineup. I want you to know that this is a platform for the family. And let me tell you why. We have a father-daughter podcast. We have a heartfelt healing series, an engaging fatherhood speaks panel, and our newest edition, Dad's Lighthouse, where we shine a light on mental health, family development, and mindset empowerment. And that part is premiering on May 3rd, my birthday. If you are on a quest to transform your fatherhood journey, dive into my new book, Man Up From Our Trauma to Being Impactful Fathers. It's packed with insights and stories to inspire and empower you. But that's not all. Make sure you join our vibrant Discord community and connect with fellow dads on a deeper level. Make sure you join our newsletter at 15minuteswithdad.com. You will be able to find our book on amazon.com as well as at 15minuteswithdad.com com for slash man up make sure you subscribe to us on youtube to watch our video podcast follow us on instagram facebook and tiktok at 15 minutes with dad i hope you're ready to dive into today's episode again thank you for joining me welcome to 15 minutes with dad hey what's going on you guys welcome to the second episode of 15 minutes with dad healing series. My name is Lyric Williams and you guys are healing with me. We are going through a journey. Uh, and if you haven't checked out those last two episodes, make sure you go and check those guys out uh, on YouTube. You can hit the link above. Um, but we are talking about my recent diagnosis. We're talking about the journey ahead. Um, we're going to be talking about how it impacts my life, the trauma that has ensued that that brought that kind of thing together. I'm not basing my healing off of a diagnosis, but I'm telling you that I didn't really understand who I was until I went through understanding the multiple layers of bipolar, oh, no, sorry, borderline personality disorder. I didn't, I didn't really understand myself. And it's like, I have, I have learned so much about why I do what I do and why, like the way that I feel is not randomly and far-fetched. And so this is my healing journey. Last episode, I talked about, you know, by uh, borderline personality disorder and how, um, how I discovered it and how I accepted it uh, and what the journey looks like moving forward. Uh, today, let's dive in uh, into w- where it kind of stems from, right? Like what did I experience and, and, and go in a deep, a couple layers. It's going to be difficult for me. So bear with me y'all. Um, so, there was something I, I mentioned in last episode that I was in an argument with my girlfriend and I understood I like in I had this epiphany mid argument or just explain I wasn't arguing at the time I was explaining at what point in the in the events that I feel that I felt the worst or I felt like it triggered me or it set me off or something like that. And it it like I said, it stemmed from me feeling like, OK, I don't deserve love. I don't deserve to be loved. Why didn't I deserve to be loved? Because I sent money to the wrong Alma and I had, you know, I felt like I didn't deserve to be loved. You know, I made a mistake. Uh, 
Uh, I had this perfectionism thing that was in my mind that I have to be perfect or I have to be a certain type of way in order to be loved. Now, let's name that thing. This is another layer inside of BPD, right? Um, there's another layer. This thing called people pleasing, right? It's going to be the actually the album of the name of the cover album I'm working on, but people pleasing. And that's essentially what I what my entire life makes up, right? I negate my needs in any given moment like it could be I don't set boundaries I I I I do all these things because I feel like it's or, or I don't do things because I feel like if I do them or if I don't do them then I'll lose love or I'll lose care or somebody will stop caring for me. And it sounds like oh this dude weak, you know what I'm saying? But like in let me explain it a little bit a little bit deeper like let's say I have um and 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 this stuff it impacts many different parts of my life, right? So like it's so complex because it impacts the success, the failure, the lack of effort, the the lack of interest or the negation of completing things or me not voicing my needs, having needs but not voicing them. Um, and so when we're talking about people, people pleasing, research that more so that you can be on the same page as me. But let's talk more about what like basically it's, it's negating needs, right? Like just give it a broad scope. It's negating needs or not being able to set boundaries um, and accepting um, less than interactions with people because I don't want to lose love. I don't want to feel abandoned. And this people-pleasing thing has let's say impacted my creativity. I would start many projects. I have so much music that I've started, but I've never put it out. You've never heard of it because I've never put it out. Or I've started projects like I wanted to do some music shows. I want to do some videos. I want to do this stuff, but I never did it because I feared that people would, like I was thinking about how everybody else would react to what it is that I'm saying and their voices sound so much louder than mine. And I'm going to go and go back into my past and really explain that. But just kind of trying to set a precedent here that a lot of my success also came from this people pleasing slash uh, borderline personality disorder. So the idea is, is that I want to have such a high quality because I fear that if I do something wrong or if I do something bad, I will get fired. Right. I will lose my job. I won't be able to feed my family because I made one mistake. And I have and I still write today. Don't allow myself to make mistakes at work. Like I want to I want the details of everything. And I want to take everything. I want to make sure meticulously every detail. And if it can't work out, I'm going to communicate that ahead of time, which also leaves me in the weeds of analyzing things so much so that some things don't get completed. Right. So over time, when I discuss my trauma, guys, I'm being vulnerable to you all. And, and it's hard for me uh, to do this, but I'm forcing myself to do it. Uh, in a way, because I feel like it's going to be helpful for me and other people as well. But like the level of success that I've accomplished in my life, even with the traumatic experience I've had as a childhood, in my childhood, it's because of this disorder that I am successful. And I'm going to tell you why after I talk about the trauma. So let's go. 
let's get into what are some situations that I've experienced in my life that were traumatic. And some of this stuff I'm going to talk about my family. I have not talked to my family about uh, some of these things I'm going to talk about. Um, I may have talked to my family about, but I only give it in stints. I'm going to give you guys the details and hopefully they're going to watch it. I'm going to talk to them before this airs, something like that. I'm going to figure this whole thing out. But so growing up, my family um, is very unorthodox. Um, you know, and I love my family. I love my brother, my sister, my mom, or my, my grandparents, all of them. I love my family for who they are. And I've learned to accept everything that comes along with family. And I love them uh, to the dearest of my heart. And But we're about to get into this. And, and this is not to talk bad about anybody. So if anybody feels bad, and as you can see, people pleasing coming in, trying to give some uh, some disclaimers before I say what I say. So I grew up with my grandmother, um, who my late grandmother. And my grandmother took care of me roughly till I was about 15, 14, 15, maybe 16, uh, somewhere in there. I lost track of time. But And then I, I, I moved back with my mom. And I may have moved with my mom different stints throughout my life uh, once or twice um, as, a, as a baby and then again uh, as an elementary kid. So my mom... How do I lay this out? My mom had me at a very young age. Um, and she is a product of negligence. She is a product of abandonment as well. Um, and not to say that my mom abandoned me, but she was 15 when she had me. My grandmother basically just took me. Uh, my, my mom's mom just took me. And, um, so I can remember as early as four or five, my interactions with my grandmother, my early, and, and my grandmother is, um, suffered from addiction. Uh, she was at the helm of the crack epidemic. And so she was uh was an addict of that stuff and so my mom in her early childhood experienced all that came along with um an addict of crack um and i was a product of the end of her crack usage slash um withdrawal slash a uh, covering addiction to something else um and so there's very very vivid moments in my life that i can remember as early as four and five um but to kind of to kind of like give you a landscape my grandmother was very very abusive um but i loved her with everything in me um i loved her and she but she was emotionally dis disoriented most of the time um and i didn't know as a child right there were times when 
Like if I didn't clean up right, she would wake me up. Like if I left a straw from a broomstick, and I always use this as an as an example because I remember so vividly, I'm on the top of the bunk bed. She would pull me by my ears off the top of the bunk bed and put my face where the straw is or if there's dirt on the floor or if there's a dirty dish she'll put my face in the dirty dish and smack me behind my head hit me with whatever's in her hand uh i felt like i could not do anything right i felt like there was nothing that i could do right i mean i got whoopings almost every day and if i didn't get a whooping i was very excited um, I mean, I, it was like a, it was like a celebration almost like I felt like I did something so well and I tried to imitate that when I found out, okay, this can keep me from getting whooping, but it did not. Right. And looking back on my life, my grandmother was using for a large part of my life. And when she got off of, when she got off of crack, I think crack almost killed her when I was nine, because there was a moment when we used to go to uh UTMB in Galveston, we used to go to the hospital almost every almost like at least two or two or three times a month. Uh, and we would travel to Galveston and, and it was used as a like, oh, this is a fishing trip. Like we'll go, we'll, they'll take us from school and, and then we'll go uh, to Galveston and fish maybe a bit, but it was to go to the doctor. And uh, she was about to die because she got, they told her she only had like a few months, like six to eight months to live if she keep on that same track. So I think she stopped it. And then uh, she had to go through, with she had to go through the withdrawals and in this period when i say she never left there was multiple periods in my life where she never left her bed and she didn't leave her bed at all for months on end she would probably get up to pee and sometimes she didn't because she began she had like a pot that she can use in her room um but i became the caregiver um and i took care of her hand and foot for years, right? And everything that I did was in line with not making her more sick. And I mean, I'm talking, that's cleaning the entire house, doing laundry for everybody, feeding my brothers and sisters, um, still while trying to be a child and navigating the whole childhood stuff. Um, we lived under the poverty line. So like, when I say my house was roach infested all my life, flea infested all my life, like I don't remember a time when I lived in a home that wasn't roach or flea infested. And as a, at this age, I'm like, yo, that's that's crazy. That's bl that blows my mind that that was a norm for our life, right? Um, but aside from that, right? Let's that's like the atrocious thing. Let's talk about generationally how my grandmother was that also tied into that, right? So like, and a lot of you may can relate to this part that in that time frame, like in that era, you know, early 90s, 80s, in that time, the way that our parents, or our grandparents raised us was we didn't have a voice, right? We didn't have a voice. We couldn't speak out of line, couldn't speak out of term. If grown folks talking, shut your mouth. Like, you know, you know, if they say something, you don't talk into, you know, till spoken to, that whole nine yards, but for me, it was like, I couldn't voice my needs. I could never have a conversation with my grandmother and say, hey, granny, like, can you stop hitting me for so much? Or like, can you stop? Like, I was afraid that when she scratched her head, I would duck no matter where I was. And she'd be like, don't be acting like I beat you. I'm like, yo, but you really do, you know? And 
Yo, this is hard for me to talk about. I don't know, if, like, I don't know if y'all can see me. Uh, kind of- And just like that, we've hit an end of another epic journey here at 15 Minutes with Dad. I'm your host, Lyric, and I am thrilled to have shared this time with you. But guess what? The conversation is far from over. Want to dive deeper into the dad first? Check out our website at 15minuteswithdad.com and join our vibrant community on Instagram, Discord, and TikTok for your daily dose of dad inspiration camaraderie. And here's something special. Subscribe to our newsletter at 15minuteswithdad.com for exclusive goodies and behind-the-scenes peaks you won't find anywhere else. Got a burning question or a dad moment that made you proud? We're all ears. Submit your questions and share those special moments with us for a chance to be featured and shout out on our show. It's your time to shine in our dad community, so tap in with our Discord and our server is at 15 minutes with dad, so tap in for that engage with the community and you will be featured on our show each week we would do another feature so join in love today's episode spread the love by sharing it with a friend and leaving us a review let's get the word out and grow our awesome dad family because guess what when you give us a review and you rate our podcast you give everybody the chance to enjoy what you've enjoyed about this podcast as well so mark your calendars because new episodes drop every thursday of the week ready for more heartwarming stories laughs and dad wisdom we can't wait to have you back but until next time keep being the amazing dad you are every day is a new adventure and every moment is special catch you on the next episode love peace and chicken grease